Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you're sitting down to listen to this. Now, if you have been checking out the podcast, you've been a longtime listener, you know that in December I had a very special guest. I was joined by Mikey Truth on the podcast and I was very happy to have him on and it has been allowed me to you know, kind of network into other avenues and talk to other people. And this week I am joined by a very special guest. I am joined by his tag team partner and one of the members of Dynasty, Jackson Roy. Jackson, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I feel good, you know. Um, I feel great. I'm doing good. You know, I'm taking things easy and taking things day by day and, uh, Mm -hmm. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I appreciate you asking. It's not a, it's not always, you know, the, the follow-up. So uh, thank you for asking. Um, let's jump right into things. And I mean, you, you've been crushing it as of late. I mean, like going back, I've been, I was watching some of your matches this past weekend, just to, you know, find out more about you. And I mean, let's start from where this all began. Like, what was your first wrestling memory that you can recall? Wow, it's a really good question to start off. Um, so I started watching wrestling in uh, 2001. Um, I started actually watching it around the uh, um, the invasion era, the invasion storyline. So during the WWF, uh, WCW, like WWF just acquired WCW. Mm-hmm. And I, I just started watching around the time when it's like, you know, when like, shows like Pokemon and Digimon and like Dragon Ball Z, like very like cartoon shows, like like cartoon fighting shows are Mm -hmm. really in. Um, So while I was flipping through the channels, I would see WWF. I seen guys who were like larger than life, like real people fighting, like real superheroes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what drawed me into watching professional wrestling just seeing these larger than life characters um, performing these out of like these unnatural moves, like things you've never seen before. Um, That's kind of where it started for me. Um, And just growing up being a fan of pro wrestling, um, you go to school and you meet up with a couple guys who are also wrestling fans. And, you know, when you kind of have that bond you become really obsessed mm-hmm. and that's when you start doing, you know, wrestling moves at school and <laughs> having, you know, birthday parties where you guys are just doing things you're not supposed to do. They tell you to not try it at home, but you don't listen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started with me. I'm just kind of like everyone else, you know, you, you flip through the channels and then you just become very addicted to it. And then over time, you just stick to, you know, something that you you love and, you know, it never, I never stopped watching it. You know, some people grow up and they kind of turn away from it. I just, I feel like it just always stuck with me. And, you know, it eventually I started uh, becoming a pro wrestler. So after some slight technical difficulties, we're back into this. Uh, I wanted to actually mention one thing that you kind of talked about you know like the the transition of like the pokemon almost the anime style into professional wrestling and i think that sometimes that's a gateway for a lot of people because like for myself i remember watching like you know he-man ninja turtles all that stuff and that for my generation led me into professional wrestling and it's the anime is almost the gateway for it now it seems yeah you know like it's you know, you see a lot of like conventions going on, like the um, like the anime convention that they have, and they have a lot, of, a lot of pro wrestling, uh, like a lot of pro wrestling influence that actually get thrown into those those conventions. So you know, with anime and just pro wrestling, I think they just go, they just gel together, mm-hmm. they just go hand in hand together. And I think there's a lot of people who are 
fans who are fans of anime are also fans of professional wrestling mm-hmm. and just the, when both worlds combine like it's just it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. um i know that you, you you were big into amateur wrestling but like growing up were you doing any other sports uh, to keep active oh uh, yeah um so growing up i actually started in karate okay um, i started doing karate at the age of 10. Um, I didn't stick with it for too long because um, my mom actually said it was interfering with my schoolwork. Um, so I didn't do karate for too long. But yeah, I started doing karate. And as I grew up, I started getting into um, shot put. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of sh- a little bit of a shot put when I was in the uh, eighth grade, right before I went to high school. So just shot put and um, a little bit of football. Uh, I did in uh, high school, but football actually interfered interfered with wrestling, mm-hmm. so I didn't do that much football in high school um, because during football season um, was actually wrestling season at the high school that I went to. So I had to choose one, and I mm-hmm. went with amateur wrestling. Well, what was it that really appealed to you about amateur wrestling? Um, it just uh, so. This actually goes ties with pro wrestling. So when I was growing up, I would see guys like Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar and, of course, Kurt Angle. I would see them come from, like, the amateur wrestling ranks. Like, and I actually thought that was how you got into WWE. Um, I actually thought, like, okay, if you start off as an amateur wrestler, you can get signed to WWE. Like, Mm -hmm. I was, like, that, like, naive. So... That's kind of what really got me into amateur wrestling. I just really wanted to try wrestling because when I just heard wrestling, I think it's like, you know, it's pro wrestling. So even when I first started in in high school, I actually thought it was pro wrestling. So when my first day I went to the gym, I even asked the coach, I said, oh, where's the ring? Where's the pro wrestling ring? And my coach just said, oh, see, this is this is that thing. Everyone thinks is this pro wrestling this is actually amateur wrestling. You're going to wrestle on the mat, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, let me see where this goes. You know, let me see if this will help me in the future. And it has. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, I also like during the time I was watching UFC as well. So I was Mm -hmm. into the combat sports. I always loved combat sports. I always felt like I was meant to do combat sports. just something that always like stuck with me. Like I would watch other sports, but it never really like stuck with me. Um, unlike, like combat sports. I mm-hmm. always was into watching boxing, watching UFC and of course wrestling. So that's kind of just what stuck with me. Uh, just combat sports. I know like for myself, uh, there was a large stretch there where I was very much into watching MMA, like UFC belt or anything I could get my hands on and even like boxing. But I found with boxing, it, they don't make it accessible for you to watch. I mean, because like unless you're shelling out $90 for a pay-per-view, which could go either way, like it could be a 30 second thing and you're done or yeah. it could be like I remember going out to a bar to watch Triple G and Canelo and it was a draw and you're like this is a this is a draw like yeah. nobody else is seeing this you know like you're you're, it, se- you're spending so much money yeah. for uh potentially a, a fight to end even in the first round mm-hmm. you know or end in a draw or end in some type of way like it's it's something that you get with those combat sports but it's something that they also do just to draw you in like the excitement you know mm-hmm. They they know how to promote. They know how to draw, oh yeah, you know to get you excited to to pay for the pay per view. So, I mean, you like you walk in there and you ask where the ring is. So like you're fully expecting all that. Like uh, huge props for actually sticking with it because a lot of people might have been discouraged at that point and just taken a step back and been like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. But like you really you really dove right in head first at that point. Yeah, like. Um... Yeah, I dove right in because I've, I noticed, like, I was getting pretty good at it, you know. Like, I was going to practice every every day, um, you know. I was, you know, being coach. I was doing my best to be coachable, you know, mm-hmm. listening to the coach, um, coming to practice on time, really 
you know, taken in this, this uh, sport. Um, and as time was going on, like we would go to little wrestling meets and tournaments. And I was noticing that I was getting pretty good at it. Um, so that's kind of what stuck, uh, kept me going with wrestling and sticking to wrestling and just the, uh, the discipline it teaches you. Um, I started realizing that like, oh, I'm, I'm more disciplined in, you know, showing up for something and, you know, and listening and, um, just, just being dedicated, determined and passionate about something. Mm-hmm. That's what I started learning while I was doing amateur wrestling. You know, you show up, you do the work, you put in all that you can put in, you put in 110% and you just keep going with it, you know, until you make it to um, a finals or you make it to uh, where you need to go or an offsa. you know, that's what really taught, uh, that's what amateur wrestling really taught me. And like I said, as I was racking up a couple wins, I was like, you know what, let me try this for another year. Mm-hmm. And then another year, and then another year, and yeah, that's what just got me to stick with amateur wrestling. So you basically did it all throughout from grade eight on through high school. Yeah, uh, from grade nine to high school, I um, just straight amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. I didn't really do any other sports. I like I said, I tried football, but because mm-hmm. this happened at the same time, I just stuck with with wrestling. So all through high school, I just did wrestling. Like I, I, I was like wrestling comes first and then academics second. Cause I was just so just like, my mind was just on wrestling. Um, I did a couple of camps outside of, uh, of high school as well. Like, um, there's a gym in Etobicoke called extreme couture. Um, so that's a that's a gym that I went to at the same time of um, wrestling in high school. I do some training there and do some camps there with um, Neil, who's also a amateur wrestling coach at Battle Arts. Um, I would train with him and do a couple camps with him. So during those times, I was just soaking up knowledge from you know just wrestling in high school and as well as wrestling with uh, champions like Neil. I mean, in like, cause you know, going high school, uh, like high school wrestling, there's so many different factors. Cause you have, you know, like your school work, you're worrying, worrying about you're, you're still like growing up into an adult, but then you're also having to worry about the things involved with wrestling. Like we're like, was weight cutting and tr- like, was weight cutting an issue for you? Cause I know like later on you hear stories just about how intense they can be. Yes. Yeah. It was intense times. Um, I wrestled at 83 kilograms and eventually got up to 89 kilos. So wrestling for me, like, yeah, like it, it can get tough, you know, mm-hmm. keeping weights, maintaining weight, especially when you're going into a tournament, um, you have to do your best to maintain your weight because there's times where it's like, if you don't make weight, you can't compete. And I've seen a lot through those four or five years of me wrestling in high school. I've seen people cry. I've seen people, you know, try to make themselves, you know, you know, lose weight mm-hmm. and just go to extremes just to make the weight because they give you a certain time window um, to make weight. And if you don't make it, you can't compete. You can't go on to the, the tournament. So it can get very stressful. And I've seen a lot of, you know, heartbreaks in mm-hmm. wrestling. Um, I remember for me, uh, specifically, there was a time where like, I was just going to, uh, compete in the regional tournament and I was two pounds, two pounds overweight. And I had my teammates give me all of their sweaters, their jackets, just to give me everything that I can just put on so I can go run up and down the steps just to lose two pounds. And it was intense. Like I had 10, I think I had like 20 minutes to do it. And I, just made like i think i just lost a pound and Mm -hmm. like they the 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 people running the tournament like running the weight classes they allowed it because i guess they saw me like how dedicated i was just to lose so they allowed it i was a little one pound over but like it's it's intense man like there's there's guys who just will go to extreme just to you know wrestle in the tournament did you have any interest in pursuing it past high school at all? Um, so 
that's actually a good question. So after high school, I um, was kind of going through some mental things or some mental issues. Um, like a lot of was going on in my life. Uh, I actually got approached to wrestle for uh, York University. Oh, wow. Um, yes, I got approached by the coaches after high school. But like I said, like I was going through a lot of personal issues. So at that time, wrestling wasn't so much something I wanted to pursue because I was just like, I have so much going on in my life. And just to add on the physicality, the, the, the physicality of wrestling would just, I don't know how I'd, how I'd do that. Um, I don't know how that would go for me. So I kind of took a little bit of a break um, from just doing amateur wrestling, just to focus on my personal life. Um, but as I was, you know, getting better with that, I got into camps again. I started doing some amateur wrestling camps. Um, I actually trained with uh, Greg Jones, who is a former NCAA amateur wrestling champion. So I had the um, opportunity to train with him and do a couple camps with him once I started, you know, getting my life together. So I did a little bit of camps after high school. I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have pursued um, uh, wrestling into the, into the collegiate university level, but I always say everything happens for a reason, and you know, I I'm I am here where I am because uh, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that people might not fully understand. Like when you're training for anything, because like I I've you know done boxing camps before. I've you know was taking part in that, and like it it was nothing as intense as you know what you were doing with wrestling. But when you're kind of focused and the mindset, and if you're having other factors, other things you're having to deal with, like mental health is a very important thing. So like when you're when you have that going on, but then also if you're trying to cut weight or you're doing anything like that, it, it can really drag you down. And it's something exactly. that I think some people don't fully understand. Exactly. Like it was, it can be a lot, you know, just mentally, emotionally, physically, it can be a lot. And like I said, like during that time, I don't know if that was something that I could handle. Um, so I just decided to take a break from wrestling and just to focus on just getting my mind right. Um, and just, you know, getting closer with my family and just pursuing other things. So actually during that time, I decided to go to college for psychology. Okay. Um, so I studied behavioral psychology and just learning how the mind works and just, you know, why people think the way they think, why people do the things they do. And during that time, I was just learning more about myself as well. And that really helped me get better in the mind, just studying and also just working with um, these type of individuals with special needs or mental health. It really helped me understand, you know, people's mind and understand myself as well. Mm -hmm. So that little break from the stress and just all that, what comes with wrestling really helped me get better. And it got me to where I am at today. You had mentioned before, you know, like thinking that amateur wrestling would eventually lead you into professional wrestling. So what were the steps afterwards where you started knocking down professional wrestling's door? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. Um, so the pandemic hit, the good old pandemic mm -hmm. hit. And I saw a, a free trial post from Battle Arts Academy. Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, Ontario is where I, where I train. And so during the pandemic, I saw, oh, right before the pandemic, I saw a post that said, um, free trial, one week, pro wrestling. Hmm. I saw that and I was... You know, at this time, my life was a little together. You know, I was had a little bit of my, my life together. So I'm like, okay, this is a sign. Let me go check it out. This is something I always wanted to do. Pro wrestling is something I always wanted to get into. I just, you know, when it went, it's, the question is when. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I feel like this is a sign because I was just swiping through, you know, Instagram and I, it just popped up right there. Mm -hmm. So after that, I, you know, I contacted the school. I said, hi, my name is, 
Jackson, I'd like to start in pro wrestling. How how would I go around doing that? They ran through the whole thing, ran through the program with me, and I started and I you know joined the gym. Two weeks later, we shut down again. We, the mm-hmm. whole world shuts down again because it was during the time where like the world was opening and shutting again, opening and shutting again. So. I started and then, you know, I started getting the ball rolling, get into like, you know, the training of it. And then the world shuts down again. So I was like, what now? What am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. During that time I was training, um, you know, keeping my body right, you know, trying to work out at home and just stay healthy because I knew this was not the end. I knew we'd be, we would be back. So during that time I was just training, you know, keeping my, my body right. And then we came back the following year in uh, 2021, I believe, and I believe in July. And that's when I kept the ball moving. It was like, I was like, okay, we're back. Let's stick to it. And yeah, that's where my training began. Um, During those times um, of coming back, that's where I actually met Mikey Truth. Okay. Um, I met Mikey around that time. And Mikey also has a, um, amateur wrestling background. Uh, he's actually trained in amateur wrestling a little bit. So that's where I kind of connected with him. Um, and honestly, if it wasn't for him and, and me just, you know, gelling so much, who knows what would have happened, you know, like we gelled so quickly in the, in the beginning of me training. Um, I'm a, I'm not the most, uh, talkative person like i can be shy at times mm-hmm. so you know just having mikey there and just bringing me in and just you know welcoming me was uh really what kept me you know comfortable in the beginning stages of my uh, pro wrestling training in the same vein as when like you're growing up and you know go to school first getting into wrestling and then you you meet other people who are you know into wrestling too and develop friendships with them with professional wrestling with training it's almost the same thing where like you meet mikey you you guys have you know the same sort of backgrounds and you're allowed you can gel and like a friendship is born out of that you know like it makes almost makes things easier yeah like you know it's like he made he you know how mikey is he's very energetic yes like he's you know how he is so he just made me feel just comfortable and just you know made me feel like you know we're all here we're all here for a reason we all love pro wrestling and we're all a a friendship we're a brotherhood we're sisterhood we're all here just to you know make it or just to have fun or just enjoy professional wrestling enjoy the journey of learning how to um do this and just that friendship with him and that bond with him um has really just built my confidence up and just really made me um, realize that like, yeah, like when you have people there for you who are positive and just have a positive attitude, it just rubs off on you. You start seeing things more positively and you start learning about how the world just needs to be a, a better place. Cause that's what Mikey does for me. Like he's a very positive person. And he just always has uh, a positive outlook on life. And that's definitely rubbed off on me. Especially in a world today where like you turn on the news, it's a lot of, a lot of negativity, a lot of, you know, a lot of hate, a lot of bad stuff. Wrestling a lot, there can be a lot of the same. So having that positivity can really, really be beneficial to someone. So, you know, with Mikey's positivity, it's, it is infectious and it'll rub off onto you if you're around him. Absolutely, you know, and it's not just me. It's rubbed off on a lot of other guys who train at Battle Arts, guys and girls who train at Battle Arts. Um, he's just, he always comes in, you know, he's, he's cracking a joke or he's, you know, may say, he's laughing, he's screaming, you know, it always just brings a smile to our faces. So having Mikey around is, is just beneficial for all of us. Uh, people that I've talked to that do have amateur wrestling background, they've always said that the transition to professional wrestling, like it, it helped immensely. Um, I'm going to assume the same for yourself, but what I want to know is, was there anything that heading into training that you thought that like your amateur wrestling would help with, but it didn't, and it was more of a learning curve? Um, 
Yeah, so like yeah, like you said, like you know, coming from a combat background can really help you out in professional wrestling. Like where I train at Battle Arts, they encourage you to take other classes. They encourage you to take boxing classes. They encourage you to take judo, judo, jujitsu, everything, because it it will help you mm-hmm. in uh, professional wrestling, just with discipline and footwork and just you know, learning how to just move in the ring. The only thing that I had issue with having the combat background, the amateur wrestling background and transitioning into pro wrestling was actually just learning how to um, control, control your, the intensity because with amateur wrestling, it's so just like, go, 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 mm-hmm. you're moving all over the place. You know, you're trying to, you know, go for a, a single leg, a double leg and everything's just so moved. You're, you're moving at like a hundred miles per hour, mm-hmm. you know, and in pro wrestling, there's times in the match or times in matches where things get slowed down a little bit. Right. So what I had to work on as I was training in pro wrestling was learning how to slow down at some moments, learning how to control my intensity um, and just learning how to just breathe, mm-hmm. you know, let things breathe, let things process, let the fans process things. Because in the beginning, as I was training, I was very just fast paced and just very just go, 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 go. And I know that's coming from a combat, I I developed that coming from a combat background. So that was one of the things I really had to work on as I started training and you know, still trying to perfect it you know there's times where i can you know move things really too fast so my trainers have helped me over the years scale it back a little bit and control my intensity Mm -hmm. um how long after training before your first match oh wow um i believe so my first match was in december of 2021 so at that time i believe i was training for i guess six seven months um so our first our our my first match was actually our first rising star show so the rising star show at battle arts is pretty much a student showcase where the students that have been training at battle arts can put on a show for their friends and family um so that's kind of a show that we have for the students my first match actually was against d smith another um member of dynasty um yeah so i wrestled him my first match and it was it was a pretty decent match you know i got some uh good feedback from that match um but yeah i was only training for six months and you know, I think with the consistency that I had that um, of coming to practice four days a week kind of helped me um, get ready for that. I know there's a lot of people who they'll, they'll be training for like a year or two mm-hmm. years before they get their first match. But because of the guys at Battle Arts, um, the the dedication that we had and like the 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 brother the brotherhood that we had that you know we have to come together we have to train as hard as we can because you know we're pandemic babies you don't know if this the whole world is going to shut down again so we need to come together we need to train hard because we want to have a show we want to show that that we can put on a show for our friends and family because you don't know what can happen so we knew that we had to train hard and you know with the guys that we have at battle arts we are consistent and we got rewarded with having a show in December of that year. And going into something like a rising star show, at least everybody involved, like if fans are coming, they know that it's going to be, you know, newer people to, to wrestling. So like, yeah, you might see people who've been there for a little bit, but Hey, you're going to see people where this might be their first, second match. So you do get a little bit of a grace with that as well, where it's like, you may mess something up, but like, it's it's understandable given everything going on yeah like you know we we went in that show knowing that like you know this is a this is most of us this is our first match 
You know, we're not going to have no five-star classic WrestleMania Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels match. Mm -hmm. We're going to go in there and do what we've learned for the past six, seven months and sprinkle a little bit of, you know, of, of our characters or a little bit of things that we've been working on. Because actually prior to that show, um, we actually did a house show. We would call it Battle Arts House Shows, where we would put on uh, a little mini show for the students of the other classes, like uh, the boxing class students would come, the judo class students would come, and they would sit in the bleachers. And we put on a little mini show for them to uh, just to prepare us for the big show that we had on the Rising Stars. So, you know, with that, uh, having that show, it also prepared us for having a big show. But we still had in our mind that, you know, we're not we're we're not going to be having no five star matches you know we're gonna mm -hmm. we're still learning we're still yep. getting um but as long as we can go out there and you know make sure everyone's safe and make sure everyone's you know okay and you know we just put on the best performance that we can i think we'll be fine and that's what we did and um we thank um nick andrews asylum one of our coaches for actually putting on that show for us as well as rob another coach that we had during the time they were the ones who orchestrated the rising stars for us during those times and they were the really they were the ones that, dr that drove the were the driving force for us to have that show and you know most of us the guys that i came up with we call them those are our guys those are our coaches so we always give thanks to them for putting that show on for us. Now, I mean, you've done tag team wrestling. You've done singles wrestling. What about tag team wrestling has helped you when it comes to singles matches? And what, as a singles wrestler, do you feel is like sort of helped you out when it comes to tag team wrestling? So I love, I'll just like to say, like, I love both. Mm -hmm. I love tag team wrestling. I love wrestling solo. Like, I just love it all. I love wrestling trios with um, our, our other members, Sway or Derek. I just love it all. I just love wrestling. Um, when it comes to tag team matches, the thing that's helped me out um, with solo matches is just, um, I guess it would just be like ring awareness. Um, you know, like when I'm in there, and I'm, you know, wrestling, doing my part of the wrestling. I know where I'm at, you know. Um, also, just um, just the psychology, mm -hmm. the psychology part of of wrestling um, in tag team matches. It's very, very different, you know. Um, I would even say like solo matches actually help me more with tag team matches, just because like when I'm doing solo matches, I can focus on my move set. Um, I can focus on what I do in the ring. So when I'm doing solo matches, I can plug and play my moves that I do in solo matches into tag team matches. So when I'm in the ring, I do my thing. And then when I tag in a Mikey Truth or I tag in a Sway or I tag in a Derek, they do their thing. So I think it's mostly solo matches help me more with tag team matches and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, I just know when I'm doing tag team matches, like I'm just more aware of like where i'm at in the ring and like where the other three other com uh, wrestlers are in the ring and what really helps me with uh tag team matches like i said are solo matches plug and play plug and play my moves in plug and play where to be um and then just knowing you know what i can do as a part of the to put my thing in the match basically uh, now, uh, I ask everybody this, if they're a part of a tag team, if they're part of a faction, because I could ask one person, like, how it all came to be, but I like to get the different, you know, stories from everyone, because, like, how it, how Dynasty came to be is going to be different from your eyes as it is everyone else's, so how did Dynasty all come to be? So, um, that's a great question. Um, so, Dynasty actually came together, actually from that show, I was just saying the December show, um, Mikey had the idea of dynasty two months before I actually had my first match. 
So Mikey's very into uh, create a wrestler, call wrestlers, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the things you do in video games. So he always had the vision of himself uh, as a part of a team. Um, so as he was doing that and we were preparing for our first show, Mikey actually approached me and he said, hey, um, I know we have our show coming up. I spoke to Nick Andrews, one of our coaches, and I spoke to Rob, our other coach, and they kind of gave me the okay of doing a, a group, doing a tag team. And how do you feel about being the first member of, of this team? And during the time, like I, like I said, I'm new. Like This is like my first you know, match going in. So I jumped right on it. I was mm-hmm. like, tag team, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Action, hell yeah like, I'm, I'm down for it um and then he's like yeah like you know I'm, I'm still thinking of the name for it but I have a couple of names I just want to run them by our coaches and see which one they stick with and he was telling me a bunch of names and then he said dynasty now I was like huh dynasty I like that you know what did our coaches say they said and he's like they liked it too I, I they, they liked the name dynasty and you know during that time we were also looking at sway archer um sway's been training at battle arts since since the doors opened Mm -hmm. way's been there since he was 14 15 years old so we knew of sway of him just coming in and out training with us so during that time we were thinking of like if this is going to be a group who would we like in the group and you know we were thinking, okay, you know, we have Jackson and we should, you know, add in Sway because Sway has a lot of knowledge. Sway has been training, like I said, for, for years and he's just very, very smart. And he's, he knows more about this than, than us. So he can definitely help us with like in ring or just psychology, all the, the, everything with wrestling he can help us with so him having us in our group um would definitely be beneficial so around that time me and mikey were coming up with um logos because like we always like we always knew that okay like if you have a group you gotta have a logo you gotta have you know the, the theme song you gotta have you know you have to have all that stuff yeah going, you know just that's what factions do. They have the logo, they have the music, they have everything. So there were just times where like me and Mike would be messaging, messaging each other, like until like two in the morning, just going over like, okay, how does this logo look like? Or, or what is, how would this look like on a, on a t-shirt, you know, or how, it, how we should use this theme song or what about this song? We were just going over and over and over again until we finally um, stuck with one. And as we were doing that, we got prepared for our show on the 18th of 2021, the Rising Star Show. Mm-hmm. And that's the, our, our debut. Um, so originally, our coaches wanted Mikey to be my manager. Um, so Mikey was actually my manager for my first match against D. Smith. Um, and later that, that night, actually... That's how Sway joined the group. Sway wasn't originally supposed to be in our group that on that show. It was supposed to happen at the following show in February, but because of you know wrestling, everything can change. The the, the card can change. Yeah, he got subbed in to tag with Mikey on the same show. So that was it. Was crazy. I wrestled the first match against D Smith with Ma- Mikey as my manager. And literally, the next match was Mikey and Sway versus two other wrestlers. So Mikey had to go back and change out of his manager clothes and go right into his gear. And yeah, that's kind of how Dynasty was born. Um, How we all came together that show. Um, And from there, that's when we started getting like, you know, the theme songs and you know, just how are we going to make history, leave a legacy? That's how things started rolling around as we were in discussions about what is this dynasty, dynasty thing going to be? Mm-hmm. 
See, I've, I think my first time seeing you guys was on, I was watching one of the IWS shows because they went up on Fight Plus and, you know, like, it's one of those ones where like, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And I saw you guys walk out and like the the charisma, the enthusiasm. And then as soon as you stepped in the ring, it's like, shit, these guys can go too. So like, it was an instant thing. Like you guys had a fan in me since like from the get-go from that first match but like through iws i mean cross body uh you guys have been crushing it there and cross body they they put their shows up on youtube like that's a regular thing weekly episodes on there so what has that been like for yourself being able to kind of improve on things and like the overall sort of like sort of like gaining more from like the experience what has that been like for yourself it's been amazing um just having the opportunity to wrestle every other week just to get reps has been unbelievable for us unbelievably beneficial for us um so we're in our second season of crossbody me and mikey weren't originally on the first season but because of that relationship that we built with ben um traveling with him actually to iws shows and, and just going to shows with him and building a relationship um he invited us to be on season two of crossbody uproar and just the you know just having that opportunity just to wrestle um guys that we've never even wrestled before like the Kawhi kids and the commotions and just recently uh empire who we've never wrestled before um just having the opportunity to mix it up with different teams whether that be solo um, or tag team or trios has definitely helped us get better in the ring um and we're just so appreciative of being able to be put in positions where we can be wrestling for their championships and just be wrestling some of their um, their top level, level students like a Tyler Thomas uh, and a Brother Earth. So just being a part of Crossbody has definitely made me personally a better wrestler as well as made Dynasty a better team. Now, I was watching, I guess it was this past week's episode where you faced off with Travis Moore. Yeah. And like that finishing sequence that you guys had in that match was incredible because like, it, first off, a uh, spoiler alert, if you want, don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead 30 seconds and we'll continue on. But th that finishing sequence, it was like dragon screw leg whip, then deadlift power bomb, and then stretch muffler. And if you're watching this, like you are be able to take like complete different aspects of wrestling and combine them all into one for for yourself as a wrestler and that finishing sequence was a work of art like i would i had to rewind it and watch it over like holy shit <laughs> yeah like um i actually got a lot of people um you know messaging me about it um yeah messaging me saying whoa like the intensity and the look and the the way you applied the move and just everything about it was just unbelievable and just hearing that makes me feel um, very good because I'm very critical of myself, especially after my matches. I'm always a guy that would say, oh, that could have looked better. That could have been done better. So just hearing that really, you know, builds my confidence. But yeah, um, wrestling Travis Moore was, um, you know, great, a great experience. I like it. He's one of the guys I've never wrestled before. And he's actually one of the guys that, was around at battle arts when i first started wrestling so just for things to come full circle to finally share the ring with him was just amazing um he's a great talent uh he's a great wrestler and you know we put on a pretty really good match yeah um and as far as the finisher that's actually a move that i started doing when i first started wrestling um, the stretch muffler, I call it the Royal crush. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's a move that I haven't really done a lot. Like I have two finishers. I have that one as well as the T-bone suplex. Um, but yeah, I haven't done that move in a long time. So while I was planning the match with him, you know, I was like, I would really like to do this move, 
um, just to show a different side of Jackson Roy. And it's just a move that I haven't done before. I haven't done in a long time, but I've been practicing it. Mm -hmm. um, and adding the power bomb before it, and then <laughs> adding the power bomb before it, and then locking it in. I just think it's you know it's different. You haven't really seen that before. You know, like I would see guys like Brock Lesnar do it back in the day, and um, the way he would apply it. So I was like, okay, how can I be different? How about I add a power bomb to it and then put the guy's leg over and then just apply it that way just to stand out and be different um and just seeing it on video was it even amazed me i was like mm -hmm. whoa like this is actually pretty good you know and you know and also just hearing the compliments back made me feel that much better well, it seems with a lot of a lot of people who have the amateur background, it'll be, you know, a submission type move as their finisher, you know, like, I think a lot of people expect like a Kurt Angle ankle lock sort of thing. But like, with the stretch muffler, like, the the whole visual aspect of it, like, it also helped that like, uh, Travis was a little bit shorter than you too, because like, you're able to manhandle him almost, you know, and you have him like, leg draped over your neck and the visual of it like you just look like an absolute beast in the ring just taking this part guy apart so like all of it came together and it was like it was the perfect moment i thought in that match thank you yeah i appreciate it like um yeah like it's just the even even surprised me <laughs> like, i was like whoa like you know because i do have that intensity just going back from amateur wrestling I think it's just within me, just having that intensity. Um, but like, yeah, like you said, like applying it to a wrestler who's, you know, not as you know big as you, the, the, the visual of it would look good. But I was actually talking to Mikey the other day and he was telling me like, imagine you would hit that move on a guy who's your size. Yeah. Even bigger. Imagine how impressive that would be. And I was like, yeah, you know, that would that would definitely look very impressive. So that's something I would like to do um, in the future, uh, depending on who I'm wrestling. But yeah, just, it's a move. It's a different move. No one really does it anymore. Like, no. I don't really see the stretch muffler being applied anymore. And, you know, I'm the type of wrestler where it's like, I like doing moves that nobody does anymore or just mm -hmm. haven't really been done in a long time just to stand out and be different um there's a lot of wrestlers that i see they you know great wrestlers but they do a lot of the same moves that everyone does mm -hmm. and i said to myself how can i be different what can i do different that's why i don't always apply the ankle lock because mm -hmm. i know being the amateur wrestler guy people would expect for me to do the ankle lock. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of guys in, on TV that do the ankle lock. I I try to strive away from that. I don't want to do the Kurt Angle moves. I don't want to do the Chad Gable moves all the time. I'd like to, you know, learn how to do them, but I don't want to be looked at as, oh, you were like another Kurt Angle. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be looked at like you, you're another Shelton Benjamin. I like to take things from all wrestlers, from uh, an Eddie Guerrero, a, a Kurt Angle, a mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar, a Taz, um, all different types of wrestlers, different sizes, and add it into who I am. Uh, now, one thing that I, I have to give you huge props for is you have a YouTube channel. There are matches that you've taken part of up there, which for someone, you know, doing what I do, like to be able to have like easy access to matches is great because some people still don't put matches on YouTube, but you, you've got matches up there. And I wanted to ask, you've been a part of some great matches, but what are some that really stand out to you, whether it's... A, you know, the match itself, just what you were able to do in it, but ones that you kind of look back at fondly. It's a great question. Um, yeah, like, yeah, just having a matches on YouTube is great. You know, people have easy access to watch, you know, what you can do, mm -hmm. especially just sending them to promoters. It's easy. They ask for a match. Boom, I got it for you. So it's always great to have 
any type of matches or a YouTube channel where you can just post everything. But when it comes to matches that stand out to me, um, when it comes to wrestling solo matches, one that stands out to me, or actually two that stand out to me, are um, the match I had with Flying Frank Milano at um, Battle Arts Beaverton. Mm -hmm. uh, Battle Arts Beaverton is uh, another Battle Arts location in uh, Beaverton, Ontario. Um, that match really stands out to me just because around that time, um, I was kind of getting frustrated with wrestling the same people, you know, the same battle arts students. So that match with Frank, I was given the opportunity to wrestle someone that is outside of our wrestling school, someone who has way more experience than me because I wanted during that time, I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to wrestle someone who has more experience than me because ultimately that would help me get better in the ring. Um, just going, you know, going over the match and just planning stuff and learning stuff from a guy that's more experienced than me would definitely help me get better. So I was given that opportunity to wrestle Frank and, you know, I just learned so much. I learned so much from him and I just learned that, you know, just with pacing and, you know, pacing your stuff in the ring, knowing when to breathe, knowing when to let the crowd digest something mm -hmm. um, is what I really learned from him. And we put on a great match. I knew after that match, I was like, that's the one. Mm -hmm. That's the one. I needed that. I needed that match to show to not just everyone else, but to myself that like I can, you know, I can hold my own. Um, and I can wrestle guys who are more experienced than me and keep up with them because I really want wanted at that time to challenge myself. I still want to challenge myself yeah. and wrestle guys who have 10, 15 years experience. Um, and then another match that stands out to me was actually, ironically, a student that we that I've trained with is uh, Abu. Um, Abu is a uh, a student at Battle Arts, a part of KPK, another faction in Ontario. Um, he's one of the guys that I came up with um, training. And yeah, we had a match at the Rising Star show last year in the main event for the Rising Stars Championship. So that's pretty much a student championship that we have at Battle Arts. And me and him were... Um, uh, put in the main event for the title and that match stands out for me mostly because of the crowd you know the crowd is very very hot for that for that match um they're really excited because for a while our, our show was put on hold um just because of um you know things with tickets and you know maybe they we weren't selling a, a, enough tickets so our coaches decided to put our show on a hold so when we eventually came back um me and abu were given the opportunity to wrestle in the main event and i think the fans are just so excited for that and excited to have the show back and we put on a very good match i really have really good chemistry with abu um just from training with him you know, coming up with him in the and in, in training, so we put on a good match, and those are the two matches that really stand out for me um, when it comes to solos. When it comes to tag teams with me and Mikey, oh boy, we have a lot of good ones. You know, um, one that really stands out to me is um, is our match at Destiny. Um, that was our forever time wrestling on Destiny World Wrestling. We wrestled Clay Wilson and Zach Patterson. Mm -hmm. um, we wrestled them. And that stands out to me just because of where we were at during that time. Um, I remember looking at Mikey before the show started. And he looking back at me. And we're like, this is, this is really happening. You know, this is a big stage. We have to show what we can do we have to show what we're what we're, we're made of and this is a test and this is a big moment for us i just remember that conversation of me and him having and 
the reaction that we got out that what we got when we came out was it, it blew us away mm-hmm. um because we knew that we were building up some momentum on the scene leading into that but that just that reaction made, just reassured us like we're we're on the right path we're doing the right thing and just to hear the fans chant dynasty dynasty uh for two guys that have never even wrestled on dynasty or wrestled on destiny prior to that definitely built our confidence up Mm -hmm. and made us believe like yeah like we we've put in the work we have the fans on our side we have the people on our side and you know let's keep the ball moving let's keep the ball rolling and that 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 reaction that we got really holds dear to us Mm -hmm. It's something that we'll always remember. Mm-hmm. Now we're a month into 2024, so I mean, like it, it, the the year is still brand new. When in 11 months' time, when it's wrapping up, like, do you have anything set that you really hope to accomplish when 2024 wraps up? Yeah, um, when it comes to this year, um, and me and Mikey have spoke about it numerous times is we really want to take this international we really want to take this you know everywhere stateside over overseas we really believe that what we got can you know can go international Mm -hmm. so that's definitely something that we want to accomplish this year obviously we take things day by day step by step um but that's something that we really want to do. Um, when it comes to the dynasty, we, we see ourselves as a brand. You know, we're not just a faction, we're a brand. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that the dynasty brand is, you know, it's displayed in, you know, stores. It's displayed in, you know, what we, we want to like build our brand where it's like we can be put in places that are not normally like not just for wrestling yeah i'm trying to get at um and just build a brand whether it be merch um social media just everywhere we want to be everywhere and and we want to accomplish um just being you know on shows that you know can elevate us to the next level whether that be c4 or demand lucha Mm -hmm. or just continuing continuing being on iws and just building up um our brand there um as far as a trio with sway archer um we want we we want sway archer to achieve um his solo stuff because solo uh because sway he's he's done his thing as as, as a solo uh, a solo and we want him to um, accomplish things not just as part of dynasty but as a part of um, him just being a solo act because he's very very talented mm-hmm. Sway is very talented whether that be in the ring or just the gear making that he that he that he does he's made gear for guys in WWE mm-hmm. he's made gear for guys in AEW and we want to see him succeed in that when it comes to D Smith He's the new member of Dynasty. We want to see him elevate in the sense of like, who is he in Dynasty? What is his role? We want to see him achieve things on his own as well as a part of Dynasty and just, you know, build up his name within the group. When it comes to me, um, I really want, like I said, I want to challenge myself. I really want to wrestle guys who have that experience. I want the test. I want the test of like, okay, can I hang? Can I, you know, can I keep up? Mm-hmm. You know, all I want is the test. And that's something I want this year. There's a couple of guys that I really want to wrestle this year and I have them on my checklist. And I hope that this year I get to check each and every one of them off. And yeah. I just I, want 
I, I hope so too. I mean, I, I love that. Like, I think having something like that to almost, you know, to continue to push you because it's so easy just to like in your head to kind of be like, Oh, I want to do this, this, but like writing it down and like visualizing it and striving to achieve that, that is something, you know, like that's really putting, you know, putting pen to paper and really trying to follow through with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I like having, I like having things written down uh, just so I remember, you know, this is these are goals. This is what you want to accomplish. And that's, that's what really helps me like, okay, like I accomplished that check mark. I accomplished mm-hmm. that check mark again. That's something that really helps me, you know, see that I'm doing the right thing. I'm accomplishing what I, I'm accomplishing my goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one more for you, then I'll let you go. But I like to ask everybody for a match recommendation. So one that you yourself are a fan of, and it could be anything, WWF, AEW, New Japan, anything, but one you're a fan of that you think the listeners should go check out. Oh, man, that's such a, that's a tough question. Um, There's so many great matches that, you know, that we've seen over the years, not even just in WWE, like all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to Japan, you're going to England, you know, Impact, it's just all these matches. Um, just to narrow it down to one, um, when it comes to me, uh, I like watching matches where, you know, two guys just have that intensity, you know? Uh, they're just going going ham Mm -hmm. so when i think of a match that two guys are just having the intensity it might be you know stereotypical but they are actually two amateur wrestling guys and it's actually one of my favorite match of all time is lesnar and angle yeah yeah Yeah, like lesnar angle that's one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time WrestleMania 19, and not even just WrestleMania 19. If you want to go back and watch their match on SmackDown, I believe it was a Iron Man match. That match is unbelievable, and just seeing two guys just you know come from those amateur wrestling ranks and just put it put their all into it. Something I love to see. I think I think it's something that you would like to see too. Yeah, I think I might have to go watch that after I'm done this. So. <laughs> and also, just this come to, came to my head again. Um, another guy that I grew up watching that I've actually studied his intensity is Low Key Senshi from Impact. Yeah, that guy. Oh my goodness! Growing up watching him, just you know, everything. He would lay in everything. You would see his facial expressions. Just everything was just intense. Mm-hmm. And a match that I would recommend of his would be um, from NWA TNA back in the day. Uh, his match with AJ Styles. I believe it's in 2002. Um, one of the match. What a, what a hell of a match that was. Um, very good. Check it out that entire era of tna like there there was some like questionable stuff but like that x division was on fire because you had amazing red jerry lynn low-key aj styles at any given time or like they bring in like psychosis like there was a group there that you just put two of them out there and they would have just a banger match like going back now i love watching it yes like NWA TNA back in the day was like honestly one of my favorite times in wrestling. You know, <laughs> like I, I I saw what was going on in WWE, but I was like, you know what? This is something different. You know, this is something that's like, you know, it looks smaller, but like they're still going and giving their all into <laughs> it. And you can see, you can feel the passion that these wrestlers have, especially in the X division. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Chris Sabins and the Alex Shelleys and, like I said, the low keys and the styles. These guys are putting their all into it. And that's definitely what made me a fan of TNA back in the day. And I still go back to study um, moves and study just the psychology of wrestling from Impact back in the day. Um, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, 
just all those guys, um, those are definitely the guys I study when I'm, you know, I'm wanting to uh, come up with something, a new move or a new sequence in a match. I definitely go back and study um, that time, that era, because those guys were just putting their all into it, like I said, and that's something I would like to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you have for upcoming shows? Where can the people go check you out at? Yeah, so, you know, we got a couple big ones coming up. Um, we have a couple crossbody shows leading into February um, 16th. Uh, we have the um, the crossbody PLE event, which will which me and Mikey will be defending our crossbody uh, tag team championships against the commotion at uh, Family Feud. Um, that's going to be a big match for us. You know, we're looking to keep our championships and uh, have a great match with them. Um, also, another big one is IWS, March 2nd. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, that's a big one. The 25 year anniversary. We have our first ever ladder match. Um, we will be in a Fatal 4 ladder match with the Bay City Choir Boys, Amazingly Sweet, and the Tag Team Champions Fresh Air, which are two guys that we wanted to wrestle for a very long time. So we have that match coming up. It's going to be big. Um, you know, we're preparing ourselves for it, for that one, trying to stay healthy, trying to stay, you know, everything intact. So, yeah, we have that coming up and, you know, a couple other events, we have PWE, Pro Wrestling Eclipse in Oshawa, where we'll be defending our six-man tag team championships against KPK. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple of big ones coming up, and, you know, we just look, we're looking forward to it. Um, and as far as you, um, as far as my social medias, yes, you can, yes, social medias, <laughs> you can follow me at Jackson underscore Roy on Instagram jackson underscore roy on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it these days um and i'm on tiktok i'm on tiktok jackson roy 26 i just post wrestling stuff so on there i'm not a tiktok guy <laughs> you won't see me do any dancing but you'll see some wrestling content and as well as you can follow my youtube steel roy um where you can follow all my wrestling matches and just yeah, keep you can keep updated with me on on those on those platforms. Jackson, this was a blast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, man. Like you know, like this is uh, it's an honor being on these shows. It's an honor, like I said um, before, to be given the opportunity to share our story, share my story, and you know, just show the world like who I am as a person. Aside of Dynasty, this is Jackson Roy. And just uh, given the opportunity to, to to speak, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Jackson, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on all social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, except TikTok. I, I, I can't do the TikTok. I'm too old for that. Um, uh, up on all podcast streaming platforms, email uh, grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me every Saturday doing four exposure with my good friend Plugo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. That's on Love Wrestling's YouTube page, so check it out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.